I would hate to say naturally, it's almost expected that there are people that are, you know, showing their racist um, views and, and abuse towards me in this title. I'm Rina Dittianabil, aka Mummy Imperfect, and you're listening to The Sisterhood of Mummy Imperfect, the podcast where you get your weekly dose of girl chat, the place where we celebrate womanhood and where we applaud those queens who are changing the world one bit at a time. And I have one of those queens with me right now. She is actually a beauty queen and a beauty queen with brains, I might add. It's Rahema. Rahema Bunatamia, I hope I'm saying that right, but she is a newly crowned Miss England 2021. Welcome to the sisterhood of Mummy and Perfect, Rahema. Hello, thank you so much for having me here. Um, so congratulations, first of all. It's thank amazing. You. How do you feel after winning Miss England? Oh, I think I've been a ball of emotions in the past two weeks. I went from, you know, shock to feeling overwhelmed and then having it settle in and, you know, everything in between. So it's been just such an emotional roller coaster, but I've loved every minute of it. It's been great. Were you really nervous on the night? Surprisingly, actually not as much as I thought I would be. I thought I would be a bag of nerves, mm. um, but... I think there had been such a lead up to the preparation of it happening. Mm -hmm. I just thought, you know what? I'm going to give it all I can give. This is my shot. Um, whatever happens, I've done my best. And so I think it was more in terms of enjoying the process. Um, yeah. You know, it was the climax of the event. So nerves slightly, but not as much as I thought it would be. Well, everyone that I have spoken to who was at the final told me that you were amazing, you know, and I know that you obviously, you obviously topped like loads of rounds. So well done again. Now, um, like, what made you go into this though? What made you enter Miss England and be interested in pageants and things? Yeah, sure. I think growing up, I had seen the glitz and glam of pageantry, especially in the mm. US. And I just thought, you know, this looks amazing. These are yeah. beautiful women um, walking up and down a catwalk, just mm -hmm. exuding confidence. And, you know, I, it was something I was interested in, never really got into. And yeah. went through my education, got very busy just in life. And it never really was anything that I had pursued at that moment in time. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was during the pandemic, the first lockdown, um, I was nearing the end of my master's degree and feeling slightly, you know, claustrophobic, thinking, what am I going to do next? What's yeah. my purpose in life? Just a lot of questions that you have as a 20-something-year-old mm -hmm. woman. And I thought, let me try something new, step out of my comfort zone. And the first thing that came to my mind was a beauty pageant. And so I applied to Miss England and here I am. Mm -hmm. And you know what? There's, it's, it's Miss England, right? And I think, you know, you as a black woman, and are you from, are you from Kenya originally, your family? Originally from okay, Kenya, Okay, so yes. you're of African descent. Like it's a big yeah. deal for, to be mm -hmm. representing in Miss England, right? Like, how did your family feel about it? Were they super excited? My family were just, I think they were more nervous and more like excited than I was, to be honest, you know? <laughs> I think coming from the Kenyan background that we have, pageantry is, is actually quite a big thing, you know, in Kenya and just Africa and many other parts of the world. So is it? They understood, it is, yeah. They understood the gravity um, mm -hmm. of what I was getting into. And I think mostly were just proud of me having, you know, tried something new and 
succeeding at it, you know, mm-hmm. come from African background. They're very passionate about whatever it is that you do, you do it to the best of your ability. Yes. So I think yeah. they're happy with the results now. <laughs> that's good. No, that's really good. And what do you feel like that kind of responsibility, like, oh, you know, I am a black woman uh who has this title like do you is there some kind of are you just like no i'm being rahma i'm being myself or is there that okay i am a example for black Mm. young black women like how do you feel about that no definitely i think there is a balance in terms of me just being myself and showing who i am and what i stand for just Mm. being rahma you know showcasing my personality but understanding that i'm a black woman in a position that is you know in the public eye um i'm doing something that is is not very common for women that look like me to be in this position. And so, you know, there is a lot of responsibility that does come with that. So I'm aware of being a role model, you know, without yeah. actually aiming for that to be the case. It is the case because of where I am. And, you know, I have younger women looking up to me now, um, women that look like me that aren't necessarily of if, um, English ethnic origin, you know, women that are Asian, uh, black, uh, any, many different races, seeing me and seeing the diversity in this, on this platform. Um, mm. something that I think that I have to, you know, not take lightly and understand that I have to be representative for, you know, all types of women. Mm. I mean, when you were growing up, did you have those kind of role models like, oh, you know, she's done it. I want to do it. Or were you like, mm, where is everyone? Where are the black women at? Like, what was it like for you? Yeah, I think I remember growing up and just um, in social, not social media, but just in the media, there weren't very many women that I could relate to, um, mm. at least in the UK. Uh, the women that I did see were in the States. And even with that, there is a cultural difference. Yeah. So they want, I can understand the culture, but not entirely. Um, it's fictional. It's what I see on TV. So um in terms of British role models that were black women, I didn't really have any, to be honest. I had to find them, seek them myself within my own sort of home setting and community. Um, but I think as times have gone and moved on, thankfully there has been a lot more representation and a lot more mm. black women in British media, I would say, um, who women in my generation just below have someone to look up to um, and see themselves represented. Yeah, because I did make it a point to say to my kids, because my kids are mixed race, you know, my my husband, his family are from Ghana, so they're obviously black and Indian. I was like, oh, look, you know, look who's Miss England. And like, I was like, oh, do you know, like, you know, she's really clever as well. She's done all this because I want them to kind of see what the whole package is, you know what I mean? Because they're quite young. And, 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 and on that subject, you know, there is still that uh, stereotypical view of pageantry, like, you know, it, it's it's that it shows women in a certain light it is uh some people would even go so far as to say it's demeaning to women I mean what what do you feel like when you hear that kind of thing and can you see where it comes from what are your thoughts I can definitely see where it comes from um especially thinking back to maybe the views that I personally had I have to be quite honest um when seeing pageantry I thought you know I consider myself a feminist I thought it was a struggle almost to see you know here are women is it objectifying? Is it mm. um, demeaning to women in a way to just all it is that you have to showcase is your physical beauty? You know, there's so much more to us as women. Um, we're multi-layered, multifaceted. Mm. It's not just looks um, that are our only sort of thing that we can give. But having entered the competition and understanding more, especially the Miss World competition, it's 
it's so much more than just beauty. Um, in fact, the ethos is more to do with philanthropic work and charity work. And, you know, I'm someone that is very much interested in that sort of aspect um, and seeing the women that are in the competition, they are so cultured, they are so academically diverse, they are intelligent, they just happen to be beautiful. It's almost just an added bonus on top of that. They are accomplished mm. women in their own rights. And so I think it's a good thing to see the transition that has happened over time from the beginning of pageantry up yeah. until now. And just to think how much further it can develop and grow should be an amazing thing to see. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I agree because I had those views as well, right? Okay, you just stand and do this and that. But then, you know, I have met other people at a function like that were uh, finalists. And I was like, wow, you know, these girls are smart. They are confident. And I've done a podcast um, before the title was what makes a beauty queen and we discussed me and one of the finalists and Angie who you know you know we were discussing all the things that you kind of have to have it's like a multi-layered thing it's, and you know there was a bare face beauty round and stuff so um it's it's I think it's is different from what I've seen you know definitely definitely um so how how have people reacted to your win I think I mean, initially, there's a lot of support, um, a lot of people that are happy to see someone that looks like me um, mm. in this position, but there's also the flip hand. There are also a lot of people that aren't happy with the fact that I am a black woman representing mm. England. Um, unfortunately, and I would hate to say naturally, it's almost expected that there are people that are, you know, showing their racist um, views and, and abuse towards me in this title, um, which is a shame. But I think I've spoken about this recently that it's it's the black experience. I wasn't expecting anything less than that. And so coming into this with that mentality, in fact, I think it's helping me to stay more focused um, on the mission that I have within the mm -hmm. competition rather than, you know, allowing people that have particular views to um, overshadow the work that I'm here to really do. But overall, the majority of the people are just so happy to see um, not even just someone who looks like me, but just me in this position um, mm. and knowing the work that I've put in to get here. And these people who are negative about it, like I don't want to dwell too mm. much on that because like you said, it is yeah. expected sadly because you know, it, we are still living in the world where black footballers, if they do anything wrong, they get these racist chants, right? Mm. So let's, let's be real yeah, about exactly. what happens, right? This is the world that we are yeah. living in in 2021. But then the, the negativity, are people, is it people actually saying it to you or are these kind of like, online trolls and people like that oh mostly online trolls um mm, I, okay. I haven't had anything said to my face um i haven't received anything i think i'm quite surprised actually that i assumed that you know being on social media having a public profile i would yeah. receive it directly none of that you know every single day i'm getting messages from you know women in kenya that are so proud to see um yeah. someone like me getting teenage girls um mm. that are you know not just black but just young and um, looking up to me now so i think it's it's those views and those um comments that i'm focusing more on um mm. and hope to you know champion that more than those that have negative things to say um and in the final, I think, I don't know, um, you were asked some question and you mentioned something about being a survivor of domestic violence. Um, now, is that something that you are, you openly talk about your experience? Is that something that you want to kind of highlight for women? Yeah, definitely. No, it's not anything that I shy away from. Um, in fact, going through this competition, I think it was something prior to me entering Miss England that I didn't really talk about at all. It was almost like a hidden secret between family and friends that knew what I'd gone through. Um, 
but I specifically chose to speak about it because I thought, you know, I've been through this traumatic um, and negative experience, but I've come through it um, and been able to turn that experience into something purposeful. So, you know, I want to speak about it on this platform. I'd like to make a change in any way that I can. And in fact, just raise awareness of domestic abuse, especially in young women. Um, Cause I know now um, many women that have told me personally of, situations they've been through but we don't talk about it much um, and so bringing it the conversation into light and having that as discussions in the forefront making it almost commonplace is definitely something that I really want to work on and focus on through the competition mm. and I mean I, I don't know uh, what Kenyan people are like but Indian people are very much like if that happened to you they would actually say oh no no hush hush you don't don't talk about it as well keep it kind of mm. undercover I mean I don't know was it the same with you or were your parents like no be open about it no my I mean my family and parents were so supportive in fact mm -hmm. they were just like you know what this is the time um of course there's particular views you know if you think back my family very much modernized westernized mm -hmm. um so maybe their views are quite different to maybe other africans um views but for them it was you know just almost seeing me having gone through that experience and now using it for good um it just makes them so proud you know and they mm. champion everything that I do especially in terms of this situation and area mm. um so being Miss England like what what are the things that you particularly want to achieve mm. I think definitely the first thing would be to make a change in the laws I know it sounds quite an ambitious thing to say as a beauty queen um but I through that experience went through a court process and you know, I don't agree with the judicial system in this country when it comes to domestic abuse um, cases or laws um, or how it's handled. And so, you know, a lot of my focus um, within the competition or through my reign will be to basically fight for injustices that women and children are facing in the country. Mm -hmm. um, you know, hopefully make a difference or a change in terms of the judicial um, system, um, as well as obviously, you know, traveling the world and getting involved in various charitable projects, humanitarian projects, mm -hmm. and just being a role model for young women. Mm. And is that your passion, though, that the, um, like just being a voice for women who um, are going through that kind of thing, domestic violence and emotional abuse and that kind of thing? Definitely, definitely, definitely. That was essentially really my sole purpose of joining um aside from you know wanting to get something out of my you know do something new try something outside of my comfort zone mm -hmm. i want to make a stand um, and speak up and speak out for women that you know whose voices are being hidden um, or repressed mm -hmm. in some way and are you yourself still going through the healing process of that or do you think that you've kind of you are fully out the other side now mm. i want to say fully out the other side i think you know my timeline is two and a half years so it's it's not entirely fresh um and it's not you know fully healed but i found funnily enough that going through the process and talking about it and being very open um mm. about my experience and my trauma and my wounds has been cathartic um i never would have thought about speaking about it consistently and going over and over it would somehow mm. be healing me at the same time um so you know i'm not just trying to help other people i'm somehow helping myself in a way yeah yeah, no, I, yeah. See that. I see that um and so what what um how are you feeling about miss world and when is it i don't know i just yeah, know that it's in I, puerto rico right is it in puerto rico it's like, right. oh yes in puerto rico yeah. okay so, <laughs> yeah. so i don't know when it is but and just tell me when how are you feeling about it 
No, it's on the 16th of December. That's the final night in Puerto Rico and San Juan. I will be flying out, I think, middle of November um, to spend a month in Puerto Rico for, you know, the various challenges. So the sports round, talent mm -hmm. round, top model, beauty of the purpose, just the whole festivities will be starting middle of November. And I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. Um, yeah, I can't really contain myself, to be honest. I think I'm counting down the weeks, the days, the hours, the minutes. Um, but there's a lot of preparation and things that need to get done because there's only about two months left. But this is the pinnacle of everything, I guess, I've been working for for the last year and a bit. And I'm looking forward. Yeah, I can't wait. How much do you have to prepare for this kind of thing? Like, are, they, are these things that are sprung on you uh, nearer the time or on the day even? Or are they things that you have to then, you're like, oh, I know I'm going to be asked this. I know I have to do this. Like, how does it work? Mm -hmm. I think it's a mixture of both so I do know there's going to be various fast track events that I can prepare for so sports rounds I'm going to start going to the gym you know keeping fit yeah. and healthy um beauty with a purpose I'm working with various charities at the moment um mm -hmm. sort of building their profile but also speaking in causes that I'm passionate about too then there's the top model so a lot of catwalk sessions you know essentially only catwalking basically um and everything else so it's just I don't necessarily know exactly what they'll be asking me, but I have a general idea enough for me to prepare myself to the best that I can be prepared. And how are you getting all this in? Because you've got a day job as well, haven't you? I do have a day job. I have a nine to four, eight thirty to five thirty, just to add an extra. <laughs> extra well, thanks hour. for taking some time out for me this evening because you were unable to work today. So what, <laughs> yeah, what, no, what's I'm... your day job then? I work as a health technology consultant mm -hmm. at a um, well health tech firm. So I work on electronic patient records with various mm -hmm. um, healthcare professionals. So that's my nine to five. And could you see yourself kind of coming away from that entirely? And I don't know, like modeling, acting, is that something that you see as a future thing or like, mm -hmm. how do you, you know what I mean? How do you see it panning out? It's, it's, it's exciting. Like there's so many ways it could go. No, right? it is. It is. I mean, you just never know. I'm open to very many opportunities. I mean, I love my job. Love my job. I mean, I went to university to study genetics. I have a passion for sciences. You know, at some point in the future, I want to go do my PhD. So my educational background and career wise is very important to me. But, mm -hmm. you know, I want to try new experiences. If that's yeah. modeling and traveling the world, uh, being on a TV show, whatever it could be, you know, life. I think life is for enjoying. Life is short. I want to take every opportunity I can mm, absolutely well um I just think that you're doing amazing I know that you were uh, uh helping Afghan refugees the other day weren't you I was yeah yeah I mean it's good to see you out there doing stuff and and like I said I think it's um yeah I'm like yay black woman with you, <laughs> you know what I mean like it's good yeah. it's good you're representing you know and I think it's you yourself like it's probably more than you know you know what I mean and I know that mm. um I guess pageantry isn't as popular in this country as other countries like you said it's big in Kenya I know maybe in India yeah. it's a bigger deal as well um but yeah. it'll be interesting to see um Miss World and yeah good luck for it good luck thank you so much thank you <laughs> and where can people find out a little bit more about your journey as Miss England what you're up to um what's next and stuff have you are you on social media Yes, yeah, sure. I'm on every social media platform. <laughs> so is this you can follow me on Instagram. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You can follow me at Rahema Mathamia, my name, um, on everything. So that's Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, 
every social media handle possible mm -hmm. I am there um, yeah you can follow my day-to-day -day journey um, meetings with various clients um, charity work traveling everything in between you know if you're interested come check me out <laughs> thank you Rahima it's been really nice talking to you and thank you everybody for listening um, get in touch and, and you know um, do follow Brahma uh, on her journey as Miss England and follow me as well at Rena D Annabelle or at Sisterhood of Mommy Imperfect. Make sure you do share this podcast, you know, share the love. Um, and that's all from me. Until next week, bye. <laughs>